0: Searching for is not a panel of professionals. We're just a few dudes having a conversation about our mental well-being. If you are listening to us for recommended treatment, please seek out a professional or a group of professionals. If you are listening to us for our stories
1: and opinions, then enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? This is your boys, Shay, John, Matt. And actually, for these episodes, we are joined by our friend alex here um we are recording this right now actually after we recorded the episode but i just wanted to let you know that we are going to be splitting this into two separate episodes because we ended up recording for about two hours and 15 minutes uh so yeah enjoy the first part this is episode three um and then next week will be episode four
2: You have two against one. Just continue recording.
1: What's up, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! Uh, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Searching Board Podcast. Hello, this is episode three. It was uh... uh last week we finished up our first series, so that was cool. That was
2: yes. sick.
3: If you Big listened,
0: dope. thank you. If yeah. you didn't,
2: why? <laughs> yeah.
1: Please, we need <laughs> listeners. Please, yeah. Um. No, it was it was cool. It was nice to be able to talk about that. But let me tell you, today I'm very stoked because we have our first guest on the show.
3: Woo! Woo!
1: What's up, Alex? This is this is Alex Alex Kirby. Alex Alexandra Kirby. Glad to be here. With an E, not an I. That's right. Oh man. Yep. Um,
4: Not like the cute video game character oh. or the vacuum.
1: There's, like, there's a Kirby and vacuum. I'm my person. Yeah, I was gonna say
0: there's, there's a, a k- video game about vacuums.
4: Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Kirby actually is a vacuum. Are is a
0: Kirby yeah,
3: thing.
2: Kirby's like hey, a cute shit. little
4: fluffy character that like sucks things. Okay, fair. Like.
2: Yeah. Yep. Oh yep. yeah, you know what? <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, you know that. Yeah, that makes sense. Which begs the question. I'm sitting here thinking it's like a new Dyson. Which competitor first. Or some first? Oh, God. the Anyway, or the I am so glad to be
1: here.
4: It's going to be. We're really glad to have fun.
1: you. Yes. Welcome. Be cool.
0: Welcome. Um, welcome just to the, the search kind for of, living do, room.
1: Yeah, we're back in the living room. Living it's nice where we have a little bit more space. It's not as hot. I don't think as of just give it there. give it 10 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> no, um, I do want to say really quick. So Alex and I work together at the church. Uh, Alex is a fantastic singer. She's got cool. a super interesting life story, and so Thank I'm really you. stoked to have you on this episode with us today. Yes, it's super cool. Thanks. Um, I don't know. Do we want to kind of have you kind of explain just a brief? Yeah. Yeah. give us a little, a intro little introduce yourself. To you. Yeah, to
0: all of our listeners Who and everyone. Is Alex? Anyone else who's listening out there, just uh, go ahead and give us a nice, quiet round of applause for our next speaker.
1: It's a golf club, really. Quick. On go. the count just of 30, little, one, little, two, yeah. three, one, two, three. Oh, thank you, thank, thank you. you, I
4: feel so loved. Um, so yeah, like they said, uh, my name's Alex, I'm Alexandra, but everyone just shortens it anyway. So um, I am 26 and I have quite a little bit of a backstory, struggling with like mental health, I wouldn't say issues because I really don't think mental health is an issue, but rather it's something that's part of my life story. Um, but I struggled with self-medication and that developed into an addiction. And within the last couple of months, I've finally gotten a handle on that with like professional help and professional medication and, um, some really healthy coping mechanism.
0: Heck yeah. 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 Which, uh, cracks, cracks so, the egg on this episode's yeah. subject.
4: Yeah. I mean, so I'm just glad to be here cause I really feel like, um, I lived my story so that I could share it. Because I just want everybody who's going through that moment when it feels super dark to know that there's like there's light yeah. at the end like and, there's oh, yeah. an end to this and I
1: think you and I had a, a brief conversation when I first approached you about joining like on for an episode where we talked about like it's nice to have that platform to be able mm-hmm. to like let people know that they're not alone. Yeah and I think it's a super important thing for people to hear your story and stuff i'm i'm super excited because i can relate to it to yeah, an extent you know for sure um so yeah.
4: yeah like i also just want to encourage you that actually made me to think of something like you may be listening to this podcast and you're like well i struggle with this but i don't really relate with what they're talking about but i think we can all find little bits of how we can relate in everybody's story so just keep an open mind oh yeah like
2: yeah you can always find different aspects of certain things to relate to yeah for
4: sure for sure Definitely. But yeah, so that's a little bit about about me. Sweet, thank you. For sure.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Um, this you. is this has been actually kind of like one of the first things that we talked about when we were all talking about starting a podcast is uh, is having guests on, with just vastly different experiences to us um, because that's just it, it, it broadens our horizons all the more. You know, there's things that uh, John Shea and I will never like be able to like talk about with any kind of authority because we haven't experienced those things so thank you for coming on thank you for being a part of that and Heck yeah. um, opening up your experience to helping other people absolutely it's gonna be sick my favorite thing so um how's everyone doing this week what are we all uh what are we all up to a uh, uh, whole lot of whole lot of fuck all <laughs> there's, <laughs> nothing.
2: there's a whole lot of nothing shout uh, out to the
0: nothing crew out there for sure. yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, we uh, we did some. We went and did some shooting a couple yeah, days ago. That was yeah. so fun. sick. That was super Shay fun. shot his first 12 gauge. It's yeah. true. <laughs> many times. Many times. A few a shoulders few, are still a little few sore. Too many from it. times.
0: Yeah, that, that kind of hurt. Uh, after yeah. After a while.
1: I mean, a sore yeah,
2: if you didn't make it in fun of us for saying it hurt and tried it yourself. Yeah, and I was just like, <laughs> get over it, you ween Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, that was super sick. Yeah, uh, that was
2: fun. And the those guys who were sharing the land with us too were pretty chill. They were they super let cool. Shoot off some of their 308s and stuff too. It was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah.
2: I'm yeah. Sick. Um for those that don't know,
0: uh John and I are both good old boys from uh, southern or just rural areas. Yeah so yeah. It's all about uh you know guns trucks all about, and
2: all about the second and amendment cows. and alcohol pretty <laughs> cows <Yeah>. cows. <laughs> and lots of corn. Yeah, Shout out to At Rural America Royal fuckloads of corn. Everybody
0: go out right now and pet your corn. <laughs> <laughs> <Pat> your <laughs> corn.
1: <laughs> Literally. Oh, man. I'm wearing a hat you, from Nebraska. Like, a, talk about corn. Yeah. Yeah,
2: the place is pretty corny. Remember, oh, if you man. talk nice to your, to your corn crops, they'll
1: grow in fuller this harvest. That's so true. Keep that in mind. That is 100% true. Uh, my week was pretty uneventful, Yeah, I guess. We did, like, our, our fall festival at the church, which was... It was really oh, cool, but yeah. it was also crazy. It was like a fourteen-hour day for us. Yeah, so. we heard about that. Um, when yeah, y'all were over the other day. Yeah, yeah. big was, long,
0: big long
2: one.
1: Man, yeah. I haven't been to a fall festival since I was a kid. Those Dude, things were was, always a lot of fun. It was yeah. pretty sick. I think we ended up having like three or four thousand people. No sure. way. <laughs>
2: yeah, but it, it felt so nice. good. At Trinity.
1: Yeah. Oh fuck yeah! It There's was shit. super sick.
4: Like it wasn't even packed like. There's so many people coming in and out, like, of different so
2: kinds. There was, like there's, like, stuff all over, like, the parking lot and stuff, like, the whole yeah, place. Like yeah, full. food, rice. Uh, yeah, like, booths and everything, too. Yeah, this time nice. we
1: actually had opened up our side parking lot. So, like, not oh. just... Like, last year it was done mostly in, like, the grass kind of courtyard. Yeah, area, yeah. In, in a small... Part of the parking lot. Mm-hmm. This right. time we opened up the entire side of the parking nice. lot. So it. Oh man, it I'm totally that I missed sp- it. It totally spread everything oh, out. It was man. really nice. But well, there's there one go, in there.
4: next year. So yeah. Get oh,
1: yeah. ready.
2: Mark it on year. your calendar. <laughs> A whole 365 <laughs> days from now. Shit. <laughs> 364. <laughs> sure. I'll just set that in my phone right now. 362
4: <laughs> now.
0: I missed my opportunity to say 364 like that one character in
2: Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. Ooh. that's That'll that's another movie down. for the list there you go yeah. oh that's what that's what we're we'll doing we've been compiling tonight, a list tonight. of the most underrated animated films from our childhood i definitely oh, yeah.
1: don't think that nightmare before christmas is underrated. no but it's no. also great Very sweet it's I tried definitely to get not that underrated added it's not to the
4: playlist those it's, songs and it's like people try a to tell
2: me or segue sorry
0: huh no. what i'm sorry huh huh what hey arthur, Shay.
1: arthur don't don't be eating your food out of the bag brother sorry had away to, from there sorry had guys say something to the dog Arthur is, it's really uh, funny actually i just took a video on our snapchat or not our snapchat we don't have a snapchat our <laughs> instagram, on our instagram you know, yeah um of arthur running around he was playing with the hedgehog while we were like introducing ourselves Oh, oh. oh. Yeah. it was really cute you took a
0: video of our apartment in this state
1: man sorry i'll delete it then way to the <laughs> Never mind. never mind i'll delete it gosh God. sorry
2: You have to ask these things, okay? Yeah, sorry. I forgot this was communist Sweden. So we can clean.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Man, I've had a week, let me tell you. Have you? Oh, boy. I've had a week. Um, It's been one. And, uh, you know, I got to say that um, it's been a big learning experience, and it's been, um, you know, there's been some hard times, but I really do have just the best support system, and... Group that I've had in my entire life. Um, Shay, I think he's
2: talking about us.
0: So, <laughs> what? <laughs> Thanks, what? guys. You guys, you guys make it. Uh, you guys make it all right, dude. Happy so. to happy
2: I mean, to be there. I mean, we try. Thanks
0: yeah, man. for
1: being there for me. Hey.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. Anytime, anytime. Um, but yeah, a lot of good has come out of this week for me, and um, a lot of growth and a lot of uh, new horizons. So. Here's
1: some new horizons, guys. Heck yeah. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, no, I definitely think it's been a, a very interesting week. Like just in in like Arizona in general. Like weather wise, we've had like some very oh, conflicting man. weather. Oh yeah. Like the weather will not get its shit together and decide what it wants to be. Yeah, today it's cold. And I wore shorts, which was not. Yeah. And by
4: cold, we're meaning like seventy-six 70, degrees. Yeah, seven, was like,
2: it was like a high seven. It was like high seventies today. Yeah, it hit, hit seventy-eight. I'm near, like, oh, time yeah. for a jacket. Which <laughs> anywhere near this part of the this part of Arizona is not supposed to happen. Yeah. So yeah,
1: well, dude, it's been like snowing in like Colorado and Nebraska.
2: I mean that that's par for the course though. I mean, I guess it's a little early for yeah, snow. It's huh? October. It's October.
1: It's not even Halloween yet. Yeah, that's crazy. That's fair. Halloween is Halloween in, in, in two chaos. days away, right? Like uh, it came out of nowhere. In four, what? in four, no, four minutes, in six minutes, we're looking at a day. Wow. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Shit. It's eleven fifty four at the that time of recording this. Yeah. Happy Y'all got heat.
2: any Halloween plans? Um, it's a Thursday night. You think your boy didn't get some way to cover his shift? Oh, okay. Oh, I'm actually going to a friend's party. Uh, oh nice. heck yeah. Yeah. I think. Kira. i totally forgot about it until like two days ago when he texted me he's like hey are you still down for thursday i'm like <laughs> i am now what are you what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> he's like oh the party and i'm like oh okay um yeah give me a minute to figure this out
1: i think kira and i are just like carving pumpkins We're gonna like pick them oh, up on nice. my way home that sounds awesome
0: tonight. i i could go for a pumpkin carving i usually do like some kind of meme on a pumpkin heck yeah
1: have you mm. seen the one right now of like the hash slinging slasher? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. God, that's the so sick.
0: Shout out to the guy that made the hash slinging slasher pumpkin. For real. You, if
2: are you real don't one. know what you're talking about. Um, you are the weak link. Yeah. Google it. Google hash
1: slinging slasher pumpkin. It's totally worth it. it. It's amazing. Like truly, truly amazing. Yeah. I'm just watching this dog right now annihilate this bone. Yeah. Sorry, guys.
0: If you guys hear the this. the grinding of bones <laughs> on our <laughs> podcast. It's like, wait a um, second that is our that is our halloween additive in this is uh bone grinding
1: yeah is, is arthur boy chewing away some, thank some you, Skelly boy's femur thank yeah. you
0: for adding the spook yes. speaking
1: of femurs sorry i went to a concert last night and so i got i got thinking of this but uh apparently at the knock loose show a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. uh some dude in the pit for the opening band had his femur broken. Oh, nice. No. Passed the fuck out. What? They had to wheel him out of there on a stretcher.
2: You have to really try to break that fucking thing.
1: Yeah. Really? Yeah. My buddy John was telling me like he was standing there in the pit for knock loose. And some dude just like picked him up and threw him across what? the room. What? <laughs> John's like a small, cut, like he's like. A yeah, thin I don't think
2: that's proper pit etiquette. That's not pit <laughs> etiquette at all. <laughs> Welcome to hardcore shows, dude. No one yeah. gives a shit. Hey, uh, enter the pit on your own, on your at your own risk of getting suplexed into a into the no floor. lifeguards yeah. in this pool. No <laughs> lifeguards
1: in this pool at all times. It was, it was insane. I didn't go to that show, but I went and saw Norma Jean last night, which was amazing. But uh,
0: yeah, man. I uh, I'm kind of sad I missed that show. I've been uh, I've been working, working, working.
1: Yeah. Good for you though. Get that bank.
0: Somebody's got to do it. That that.
1: Bread for sure. Do we want to actually get into today's sure. topic
0: at all? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about coping, guys. Yeah. So, uh, um, just as a little forewarning, we're gonna be talking about some subjects today. So, um, if anybody has Problems with um, talking about addictions or talking about um, just major depressive episodes and uh, anxiety attacks. Like, uh, we'll be sure to mention beforehand before bringing those things up, um, and we'll give you a little time to like skip over it. But um, you know, again, I just want to preface everything by saying if you're if you're looking for help, um, definitely you know seek out seek out a professional and if you're if you're scared to do that or if you're worried um, about doing that I recommend talking to a friend about the pros and cons because um, you know sometimes just talking to that friend will make you feel better um, and also sometimes it might be the push that you need to like start your journey into uh, into recovery so I also that just want to said, add
1: to that really quick um, there's absolutely no shame in asking for help yes. whether that be therapy or uh, sometimes you know like medication is a necessity like professional yeah. medication prescribed to you by a doctor yeah know, there, there's nothing are, wrong with, that, with with any of that absolutely I like to think
4: about it as like there's so many people who have diabetes there's so many people who have like heart issues or anything yeah. like that and they take medication for that and it's no different yeah. for yeah. us to you it's, know
2: it's just as legitimate of a medical issue them. as all that stuff yes. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely no difference
4: there
3: yeah
2: so um, that being said
0: I think that's a uh, good enough of a a disclosure, Um, let's talk about things. So I kind of usually like write some notes before we do these. And actually these notes are um, almost a month old at this point. Yeah, we Um, we planned
2: this out a little early in advance.
0: Yeah, because I was thinking about this for a long time. But
2: we actually planned this up before we recorded last week's
1: episode. We planned this out after we recorded the first episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah so this is one of the first subjects we decided we wanted to talk about, mm-hmm. and uh, the timing just wasn't right. We definitely wanted to like have somebody on for this episode, and so thanks for being our guest again, Aww. um. But yeah, just for the most part, I kind of wanted to just like start by opening up with just like asking everybody how they define coping.
1: Yeah, totally. John, you want to start or no? Don't start, man. I
2: think for okay. a second. All right, cool.
1: I can start. Go for Um, it. So I don't know. Coping is a very like interesting kind of thing to me because I, I find myself struggling. I don't necessarily want to say with coping very often, but sticking to a plan that works. Mm -hmm. Like uh, I think it's like the same way. Sorry. There's, Oh, we got to
2: move that. We got to get rid of that. (laughs) That's not going to work. He's like, well, now now he thinks you're playing.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I definitely think there's, there's a difference between like, like coping and then like i said finding things that work um i agree one thing yeah especially it's kind of like when you take like allergy medicine when you take a certain kind of medicine for so long like you build up an immunity to it to where like you have to switch like you were taking zyrtec now you're taking allegra like that kind of thing you know yeah yeah but yeah. um so for me definitely like coping is it's an ever evolving machine like there's so many different little things yeah involved you know it's hard to put just one kind of label on it yeah
0: what about you alex we'll just go around the circle
4: oh for sure um so coping to me is i like to take my life one day at a time and I I am super Type A, so I like a plan, and sometimes that means I plan my life out like ten years in is, advance.
2: Is that just what Type A means? I have no idea with that. No, what
4: that I mean, there's a lot of different things in okay. a Type A person, but one there's of the also a lot
2: of debate on whether type a is a thing or not it's
4: a thing um so <laughs> type <It says laughs> a so, oh god I splish just,
2: splash your opinion is indeed trash
4: so <laughs> okay um you guys are beating me down well,
2: um, i'm beating oh, mad down oh well um well. so
4: coping mechanisms mechanism me-
3: yeah yeah, yeah. Mechanism. Yeah. for
4: me like almost has kind of a negative connotation because i'm someone who likes to like you said Shay, find a plan Mm -hmm. that's going to work but i've had to step out of my comfort zone and every single day one day at a time organize my thoughts in a way to make it through the day
1: like are you like kind of like sorry as someone who's gone through like Mm-hmm. like therapy and stuff like are you like looking at it like cbt like cognitive behavior or sure. thing?
4: it's a process though yeah like because i'm someone who i'm a perfectionist so if i don't catch on to something right away and things don't change immediately then it doesn't
1: work dude i'm right there with you so Absolutely. but i
4: have found things that work and i found things that don't work and everybody's different too so what works for me doesn't work for shay or doesn't work for matt or john um, but it works for me so mm-hmm. that's all that matters and so coping is a process coping is important um but it's important to make sure you're finding the right coping that keeps you healthy yeah absolutely
1: yeah
0: that was actually um kind of like related to what i was thinking about earlier today when we decided like we're gonna do this episode and i was kind of like uh i couldn't find my old notes and i was trying to write new ones and i just kind of wrote about like i remember the questions that i wanted to ask and so i just Uh, I found my notes today and kind of what I wrote down was I think coping is like, to me, it's a behavior that immediately reduces stress, but is like a non-permanent solution to the actual like cause or root problem. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also, something that I kind of wanted to add on to that is that like, coping does like for me as as well as uh alex what she was saying is like it does kind of have this negative connotation to it um but after like giving it some thought like there's a lot of benefits to coping there's a lot of um you know it's it's hardwired into my brain right and i imagine a lot of other people's brains too it's just like you don't always like have the solution to the problem you're going through and so to me coping is kind of just like a way to buy time and peace of mind yeah until like you're ready to face that problem and yeah again there's like healthy ways of doing it and then there's like really unhealthy ways of doing it
1: i feel like there's like a weird kind of like social stigma about like just like the word coping yeah like there yeah. it's almost like we're kind of like living in a, in a society where like the word coping just immediately is given a negative connotation yeah it's just right. like getting by yeah. yeah yeah it's like not like I don't know it's like uh, finding a, a permanent solution and like you guys mm-hmm. said like it's not necessarily a permanent solution it's like like a temporary solution
0: yeah yeah it's like the the splint that you put your broken leg into yeah so that you can like get it in the right place <laughs> yeah because yeah, totally.
4: like to make any progress at all, Sometimes it starts with small things to build yeah. into a permanent solution. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, yeah, you have to do sure. this to get to the well, other point.
2: Um, we growing up, me, my brother and like just my family and, and I always just referred to as like, as like needing a minute, like, Hey, I just, I need a minute or like, I need my minute. Or like if something happens or we get some bad news or whatever uh, and you just like need to like go off and like do something for a minute. So yeah. Yeah. That's it. So like Yeah. Or because we're we're very much like the we need an immediate response from something kind of people, so like they expect you to either, like be like on board with something real quick, or to voice your thoughts on it, or to have opinions on stuff real quickly. Yeah, right. It's like oh, I need a minute. I'll get no, back to you. Need my minute. <laughs> yeah, give me a minute <laughs> for sure. And then and then you know we'll we'll fuck off for you know a day or two or whatever, and then we'll come back and readdress it. And that that's just how we kind of cope with stuff growing up. I feel like
1: that's that's super. I don't know. My family's not usually that way. Yeah. yeah. Well, we
2: we we weren't, but as we got older, my and my brother and I started to like become young adults. It was like, yeah, okay, we we're not Figuring just going to go out. with whatever parents say. Like, we're, we need we need to think for ourselves for a minute now. Right. And so, right. Yeah, I agree. And it's funny because now now my mom has started using that against me because like I'll I'll get I'll have I'll be having like a rough morning or whatever, and I'll get a little snippy with her about like needing to figure out stuff for like doctor's appointments or whatever, and she'll just be like, hey give me a minute to sort this shit out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Totally. So I think it's so Uh, easy to like get into that mindset too, where you just like, you're very like solution oriented because you want to just like get something done Mm -hmm. and it's just like, maybe not everyone in that situation is like at the same level of like acceptance at the same level of just like preparedness yeah. to move forward i just i i
2: get on that train whenever i'm like more stressed out than usual of, like, oh yeah i just need immediate answers to problems and if you don't have one i don't want to talk to you yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah definitely I feel that.
4: or we don't like the answers we're getting yeah.
2: oh yeah or that <laughs> so, too. totally but wait let see then then I'll, then I'll make that my fault and it'll just it'll just compound things and it's it's yeah. awful <laughs> nailed it sure.
3: <laughs> yeah, man. well
2: that being
0: said like you know we're we're talking about like unhealthy coping healthy coping um, you know for me healthy is like I define healthy as something that is um, like beneficial or at least like non destructive um, yeah. like sometimes I don't always talk about my feelings um, you know things kind of just like build up and then somebody at some time just like the perfect storm is just like hey what's wrong and I'm like well let me tell you actually and I just spent two hours talking uh, <laughs> uh, yes
2: the trip mine
0: <laughs> yeah it's um, it is an emotional claymore <laughs> and yeah. uh, I just like I unload sometimes, um, and sometimes I just like, I have to rant about something, and y- you know, um, when you're talking like that, it's, it's very emotional, and it's not always rational, and sometimes you just like, you say things that maybe you don't mean, or like, you express, a feeling that's like actually very small in your mind, like a minor feeling that you have towards something and you express it in like a major way. Like, um, you know, just, just, I remember doing yard work and my brother would like half ass his portion of it. And Lord knows I half assed my portion of it, you know, half the time too. Cause that's what you do when you're 12 and you're doing yard work. Um, yeah. but you know, our dad would come down on us and, you know, I would just like, I would just rant about just like, oh my gosh, he's so stupid. He like never does anything. And it's just like, obviously he does. Obviously he's not dumb because he didn't finish like bagging the leaves. Right, yeah. Um, but you know, just, when I when I go off and I start ranting, um, I have to keep in mind of like what I say. And it's it's easy to kind of like, skirt the responsibility of what we say when we're in like highly emotional states. And it's kind of easy to just like go back on what you said and be like, Oh, I didn't mean that, you mm-hmm. know, after the fact. Um,
1: and I almost so I feel like, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. But no, I almost, it's fine. I've, I almost feel like that's like a very like the whole, like, I didn't mean to say that. Like it's, it's like the damage kind of is already done Yeah, at that point, yeah. you know, like, yeah i don't know because i've had plenty of those moments with plenty yeah. of people and then it's like you ba- you go back and you like try to like tame those waters for a second yeah and, then and like it always feels hard.
0: like apologetic and always yeah. feels like an attempt to kind of like salvage mm-hmm. something um well,
2: that always like acted as a filter throughout my early life of finding people who actually would, like, stick with you and understand that it wasn't, you know, it wasn't actually meant and that, oh, like... Yeah. yeah. Like, I yeah. talked about Lucas on previous episodes, but, like, we'd have a night where, like, I'd just kind of go off on him and just, like, bitched him for a minute, and he'd, like, all right, like, are you done? Mm-hmm. He, right. He would. Like, he just wouldn't put up with it, but he understood that it wasn't, like, me. It was just the moment, like, coming to a peak.
0: Yeah, I think we actually touched on that, like, last week about, yeah. like, the Airsoft event, where it's just, like... Something yeah. ticked
2: you off, and I'm just like, yeah. "Hey, man, you could have gotten hurt, but yeah. you didn't." <laughs> yeah. I just, I guess, I guess that's just like, I, I, I'll always respond like rationally to reactions like that, yeah, because that's what Lucas did growing. Up. He would just, he would just call me out of my bullshit and just wouldn't put up with it. And I'm the same way. Never, I never like, that. he never like sugarcoated or or like try to make it seem easier or nicer. Yeah, so he, would, he would just call me out on it.
0: I, I'm the same way. I need those reactions sometimes. Like if I'm you know, complaining about something that someone did at work.
2: Yeah. It's
0: just as easy for someone to just be like, you do the same thing sometimes and I'm like, ah,
3: yeah, yeah. You're, right. you're fine. I like, oh, but I wanted right. to be selfish and angry.
0: Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, sometimes I feel like like just those like bursts of just um unloading emotionally yeah, um, is kind of like one of my coping mechanisms and then like sometimes I have to go back and do like damage control so like in a way it's healthy because it gets me to like talk about what I'm feeling but also like it can be damaging and so like for me I think a better solution would be just, just if I talk more often and in like smaller chunks. Totally you know um it's kind of like the I, I akin it to woodwork you know when you're just like hacking at something with a hatchet like you're gonna get through that like you're gonna get something into like the relative shape and form that you want it but you know if you take the time to like carve it with the right tools yeah. you actually get something that's way more in form with like what you know you
1: had in mind originally yeah totally. also if
0: anyone's doing carving with a hatchet um fuck
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's sick yeah no i i agreed man um i don't know is it cool if i kind of go off on a little bit of a tangent really quick
2: yeah absolutely
1: okay i just don't want to get in the also, way. also alex feel
2: free to jump in whenever like yeah you, you can I'm totally sure. just just sideline us and just shove us out of the way and you if you've got, got stuff you want
1: to add are we so really quick to kind of ask you a question Matt yeah. are we currently oh. talking about like me. unhealthy or healthy or whatever matter? you want man okay yeah I don't right. have a plan here okay so just a little bit of about me I guess so in 27 I okay I lived my life for the most part pretty like psycho normal I guess for the for, like I said for the most part
2: I learned a new word today psycho normal
1: psycho normal isn't that what what it is I have no idea. Oh, was just, that. what was just,
0: Oh, um, are you talking about like neurotypical? Neurotypical. Thank oh, you. Okay. Thank you. Okay.
1: Sorry. Uh, same
0: what Psychonormal is like the great value. Neurotypical. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so I lived my life pretty, pretty much like neurotypical for, for the most part. Like mm-hmm. the, I definitely dealt with like brief stints of depression. Like we talked about the, in the pilot, like I had my super like depressive and borderline suicidal. Yeah like episodes in junior high. And then like we talked about last week, I had another massive one when I was like a sophomore slash junior in high school. Yeah. Um, but it was pretty much just like things that I could get through by myself or by talking to people. Um, and then, um, I developed, it's called illness, anxiety disorder. It used to be called hypochondriosis. Um, it just started off as like, Pretty generalized anxiety, and then yeah, it got out of hand. So in 2017, I started having severe panic attacks. Um, mm. To the point, like the first one I had, I like had to call 911. And, like ambulance came and oh, man. gave me an EKG and tested my blood sugar. I was sitting outside of an urgent care because I went in to get an EKG done at urgent care. Right. Uh, let me just tell you anybody who's having panic attacks or what they perceive to be cardiac moments it's probably not the smartest thing to go to urgent care they said it was going to be 2 hours before i was seen by someone Ooh. so definitely go to the hospital that's what they recommend but um but yeah if you it's hard to distinguish panic from an actual illness yeah. and with illness anxiety disorder it makes it even harder because you develop with something called somatic symptoms which are not like actual fit like physical symptoms, yeah, purely so, of the mind, yeah, so you seriously will like physically feel like you're having a heart attack or s- physically feel like you're having appendicitis. and then you go to the doctor and the doctor and looks nada. at you and there's nothing. damn. like it sucks. it's it's super disorienting and like it leaves like it, it contributes to a lot of like dissociation because yeah, that, that's terrible to like PTSD and a bunch of other stuff. It's like super, super tough. Um, so anyways, I, I got diagnosed with that in probably September of 2017, maybe, maybe before then it might've been June actually. Uh, and I was prescribed a pretty high dosage of, uh, of Lexapro. Um, uh, it was supposed to be a six month, like a six month prescription. And I ended up staying on it for over a year and a half because no one told me to stop taking it never had a follow-up with my doctor about it or anything so through that i've gained 70 pounds if not more um nice and kind of we've like we kind of had like a conversation while we were having dinner tonight but we joked about something that alex mentioned last night i'll (laughs) let you get into that but it uh antidepressants especially things like ssras they have a, a tendency to um, like dull every sense of of emotion that you have. Actually, um, in uh, yeah, ep- I
2: think I remember you talking about that. Um, I forgot what episode it was. I um, remember, it might have been last week. Yeah, I yeah, think it, was it was the first uh, the first, first part work of it. episode. Oh, it was, it was the first. Yeah, one. they're um, all, they're already getting blurry for There's
1: me. actually a really sick. Um, there's another really cool podcast episode. Um, it's actually the Joe Rogan podcast. He has Doctor Phil on, and Doctor Phil. Talks. Oh, I loved that one, that dude. It was it's great. so good. Yeah, it was good. So good, Doctor Phil. Uh. I, I'm not going to quote it directly. so it's like going to be paraphrased, but essentially he says, um, you know, like they're having a conversation about how it seems like every single person, like of our generation, like generation Z or whatever it is that we are now. Um, we all have, uh, something, whether it be ADHD, depression, anxiety. So everybody's prescribed something. Well, all them um, damn
2: millennials.
1: Yeah, seriously. Like that's what, that, you know, like our generation, it's just like easier to take a pill. And Dr. Phil said, you know, like um, antidepressants and SSRIs and stuff like that are kind of like the same thing as like burning your feet. Like he said, he grew up in Texas and it was hot as hell during the summers. Right. And so what, what do you do? You go to the pool. He's like, so as kids, they would go and they'd have to walk from the grass on one side of the street. Across the blacktop which is like 120 something degrees yeah, yeah. to the oh, grass on the other tell side tell me about yeah. it yeah literally. i remember those streets and, you know like all those kids you when you're a kid you're like barefoot and stuff so he says oh, like yeah. once you get out into the middle of the street you're kind of faced with this fight or flight almost where it's like do i go across and make it through it or do i go back and that's like kind of this this really cool metaphor of anxiety or depression for that matter so like when you get in that that anxious moment, are you going to be able to get through it to, you know, not being panicked or not being yeah. depressed or whatever, like, yeah. you know, getting back to that neurotypical state? Or are you going to revert back and become more panicked or more anxious or more depressed, whatever it may be? Things like SSRIs and different anxiety medications and antidepressants and stuff like that, they have a tendency to make you stop in that middle ground, but not feel your feet burning. So you'll just sit there and your feet will melt into the sidewalk. Yeah. And I think that's that's a very like cool metaphor to use for that that thing because it's it's absolutely true. Like the amount of times where I've sat there and like just been like so like like numb. Yeah, numb. Yeah. Is, well like I kind of mentioned when my grandpa was passing. Yeah. Like I hadn't cried for like two years. And there was like shit that was happening all the time where I, I should definitely should have been upset. And like my mom my mom was on Lexpro as well she's actually part of the reason why I got on it um, when she was my not my current stepdad, but the guy that my mom was bar- married to before was abusive who would like lock her into the bathroom and beat the shit out of her and all this oh, of other stuff mm. not not good uh, so through all that she got really anxious as well uh, started having dreams about like people like getting killed and stuff like that. So she had to like take antidepressants and stuff. And then she was like, when will I know to stop taking it? And she's like, Oh, you'll know like when something that is going to piss you off, doesn't piss you off, then it's probably time to start lowering your dosage. Mm -hmm. I never had someone tell me that. So I basically went a year and a half when I should have only been on it for six months yeah, and like was super hopped up on these meds. And I mean like it was, (laughs) it was nice because I wasn't panicking. Like I, I, if I had anxiety, I was able to kind of yeah. talk myself out of it more we naturally. You also weren't like happy. I, I mean, I was happy. I was happy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't get like sad um, when I need to be sad, eventually. or I wouldn't get like angry when I need to be angry, like right. things like that. Yeah. And so, um, you know, like medicine's a very kind of touchy thing for me. I didn't ever want to be medicated for my anxiety. I never thought it was as big of a deal as it as it actually was or is or whatever maybe yeah um, my family all suffers from really bad addiction um my dad has been an alcoholic for probably the better part of 30 some odd years now mm. um damn yeah as going of, for a record dude it's, it's it's intense like intense um he's also diagnosed manic bipolar and uh all this stuff and so he he was on like a a course of lithium for a little bit and has been through all the all the medications for that and at one point he just said fuck it i don't want to deal with this anymore and so instead he now dulls his depression or his manic or bipolar episodes with uh with alcohol with, yeah and uh, uh it's led to some very very interesting things actually that's a large part of why i'm so anxious is because Um, A large part of my childhood I didn't even know like until I I started going to like therapy and stuff like that like I've been this way in my entire life yeah I had no idea yeah if I if my dad was like being super crazy well when when you're young
2: you you formulate habits to become the norm and then if you don't have anybody there to tell you that hey this isn't actually normal or, Hey, this is actually bad. Then your brain like rationalize it and you don't see it as a bad thing. Well,
1: it's, it's not even so much that it's not something where someone could die. Like not, not necessarily diagnose it, but see it. Yeah. Like, unless I was like constantly going to therapy and then they were able to like dig that out of me. Like they did when I first like started medication. Like I, when I was in elementary school, I would get like, Oh, I would get terrible stomach aches Mm. and I wouldn't, have to go home i'd call my grandparents and have them come pick me up because my my dad worked evenings until i was uh, probably in second or third grade right and then he yeah
0: something you mentioned earlier when you saying like i grew up fairly neurotypical it's kind of like I, I i i wonder it's like did you always always have these symptoms and you just like dealt with them differently or you know
1: you uh, yeah. didn't realize
0: so, how severe they were
1: that's exactly what it is like i i grew up to what I perceived as being fairly nor- like neurotypical. Right. Like, but I always had these like stomach aches and that was like something that I dealt with all throughout elementary school. I would call my grandparents. I'd be like, Hey, can you guys come pick me up? And they would come pick me up. I'd go home and hang out with them. And next thing you know, I'm fine. Right. And so what it, what it comes down to, and this is what my original therapist had talked about was because I had this, this, somewhat of a lack of a father figure when I was a child, like growing up. I got used to or I I, I didn't get used to. I desired the attention that I needed from a father figure that I then that you got getting. from my grandpa. And it yeah. wasn't it wasn't necessarily just attention. It was more like validation and appreciate like yeah. appreciation. Validation, guidance, yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, things a kid needs yeah you know to grow up
1: so yeah and you know like I can't I I would like to say I can't be mad at my dad about it but like I very much am and it's something that I need to like work on still Mm -hmm. but you know like so yeah this whole thing came down to a, a matter of validation I would need to go and spend time with my grandparents for them to be like hey you're loved you're cared for you need like there's a reason for you to be here right and then I would go And, like, everything got way better. My dad stopped drinking as much when I became, like, eight years old. Like, he was able to, like, take care of me. And I would go over and I started spending a lot more time with him. And he's, like, Mm -hmm. the dude who got me, like, drum kits and guitars. Like, me and him would stay up until, like, 3 a.m. playing video games together. Like, we did all this stuff. And so everything got better for a while when I was younger. You know, that's, like, that's when I, like... Cognitively, like, m- created you know, I had like a developed consciousness at that point, yeah, where I could like remember being neurotypical. Like, that's mm-hmm. where it's like I didn't have any anxiety really or any crazy depression. And, like, I said, until eighth grade and like 10th, 11th yeah. yeah, grade, yeah. yeah, but um, then that hormone switch gotcha, <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah, um, who, buddy, yeah. But yeah, so it's it's a very interesting thing to kind of see. So yeah, 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 that'd be interesting to to be like conscious of a point
2: before when you were like quote unquote normal or yeah. like when you were doing okay, and then to have had gone through all of what you've gone through since, you know, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was
1: gonna say. So in 2016, I graduated high school. Nice. Uh, I started. Me and my dad fought a lot, like a lot. Uh, we would have arguments about literally fucking anything. Yeah. Like yeah.
2: literally anything. Yeah. Just a super argumentative. Like, connection yeah, with yeah, literally. Guys, I
1: don't even, I, I, I can't like pinpoint it, but there would be nights where he would say shit like, like we'd be sitting there and uh, he'd be like, you know, I never wanted to have kids. And wow. Just, like, just shit like that. And then I was like, oh, fuck you. dude. Oh, thanks, thanks. Thanks for that. And I'd like, like okay. go and like appreciate sit. it. Dad. I, dude, I like sat in my car and just like screamed and like pounded my face into the fucking steering wheel. I was just like so mad. And like we that was like a conversation that we had, like an argument that we had like multiple times. Mm -hmm. And then like we would have like he messaged my aunt on Facebook or some shit and was like super shit faced and was just like As soon as Shay turns eighteen, like me and Cheryl are fucking out of here. We don't want anything to do with the family anymore. We don't we're gonna go move and do our own thing or blah 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 blah. Like this whole thing. It's like cool man. Jesus. Nice Mm -hmm. to know how like fucking like disposable yeah we all are too so
2: like during all of that like what did you do
1: to like cope i I literally didn't stay a single night at my dad's house for over a year really yeah just like at your grandparents i floated so yeah my neighborhood was very close like all my family lived really close uh my dad lived in this house my mom lived across the street my aunt lived the next street over my grandparents lived the street after that wow so yeah we were all right there yeah and so i literally could just walk well that yeah actually, that, that's, that's actually a great setup to, to yeah be it was close. super yeah. sick especially like having d- like divorced parents and stuff like yeah you, you didn't have to worry about it was interesting
0: when my parents split um my dad moved out and he moved into a house like down the road mm-hmm. and so i was like still like i was very still much in the, the area. area yeah where it's just like if i just like couldn't handle it at one house i could go to the other see and strangely enough i like i never did yeah it was like whatever was going on I just put up with it I never like was like screw this I'm gonna walk over to dads or walk over to moms that like, wasn't
1: something that happened until I was a, a sophomore in high school mm-hmm. like when I was in first grade my mom lived kind of like off of like the Higley and southern area okay and so like we we lived like four or five miles apart like my mom and my mom and I lived like four or five miles apart from my dad mm-hmm. and then once i was in second and third grade we then moved to like signal butte like the middle of apache junction right like stayed like it was like 15 miles out yeah and so yeah i mean like it it, once i was in high school it was really nice like to have them super close but also when i like fought with my dad i would get pissed and i would walk across the street and then try to hang out with my mom and then my dad would fucking follow me over there yeah. and just continue the fight. Yeah, I was gonna say there's, there's, there's <laughs> got to so, be a downside of that
2: too. Yeah, yeah. no, totally. You, you can't like get away from it really. So
1: in the middle of all of this, like I'm like trying to balance between houses and stuff, and me and my aunt are like extremely close. Okay, and stuff like that. And I started kind of getting like anxiety, I guess. Just like moments where I would like, it wasn't necessarily anxiety but it was a, a shorter fuse. Like I was oh, yeah. so real, on the ready. And you're temper. just like irritable. Yeah. I, well, yeah. yeah, I was irritable and just like ready. I was always on the defense. Like I, yeah. I was waiting for that other attack.
2: Yeah. Got, got years of personal experience with that type of fucking yeah, personality. So, yeah.
1: so yeah, with all that and everything, anyways, uh, 18th birthday comes along and that summer, my dad and I had also been fighting a lot. This was right after I graduated. Um, and, He, he asked my cousin who was like his best friend growing up, if he could help him, uh, like get sober because my, my cousin was also a super bad alcoholic. And then he, he was faced after his second kid was born. Um, he was faced by his wife with a divorce paper and was like, yo, if you don't clean your shit up, we're done, dude, you're not going to see your kids again. Cool. And, uh, he, he went into addictions ministry at their church and he's been sober ever since he's like spoke Fuck at yeah. it. And so, yeah, good for, good for Mark. Shout out to Mark, dude. You're awesome. Uh, and he's been a great dude to talk to just for, for myself, whether it be spiritually or, yeah, or having, you know, someone who's been through that addictions mm-hmm. ministry and can, can talk about that whole thing. Right. Um, but yeah, so. He asked him to help him get clean but he didn't want to do any of the god stuff is what my dad said <laughs> uh, and then we went through that week he was here for a week and stuff we all hung out and then he left and my dad took a turn for the worse and started just like like i think we were looking at like just relapse hard it wasn't necessarily he didn't even like stop but it got yeah. it just got worse gotcha um, like we're like looking at like a 30 pack a week Jeez. if not more and it just like got so much and then he would get so shit-faced and he would message his sister on facebook and just say like terrible things like call her like words that i'm not comfortable saying yeah yeah and tell like tell her that like he wishes she was never born and like things like you know like you, i we were supposed to move to hawaii but you fuck that up for me And just like crazy things, like blaming her for stupid shit that never even mattered. Yeah. Right. And so it just got worse and worse. And it was incessant, like nightly. He would fucking like hit her up and would just like rip her for something. Yeah. And she was like, I haven't fucking done anything to you, dude. Right. Like, leave me alone. And so it just got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And uh, my band was all hanging out at my aunt's house. Um and my aunt we, we had like a motorhome. My grandparents have a motorhome. Okay. And so we were all staying in the motorhome, like we were gonna sleep in the motorhome that night. All right. And uh, my my aunt texts me and she was like, Hey, can you come inside? And I was like, Yeah, for sure. So I come inside and she's like crying. She's like sitting there and she like reads me this message that my dad sent and she was like, I don't know what to do, blah 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 blah. I was so you know, like kind of diffuse that bomb for a second and walk back outside started hanging out with my friends again. I got text back in there. So then I go in, I'm talking to her and she said that she had told my grandparents and my grandparents were going to come over after, you know, I got there. Um, and so this was before my 18th birthday. Sorry. I just remembered that I'd said that this is before then. Gotcha. Um, it was like the week before. So, um, anyways, yeah. So I'm like back out hanging out with my friends, my grandparents get there and I go inside and I'm talking to them and they're like, you know what, we're going to have to move. Like, we're going to move to Ohio, but it'll be after you finish college. Like, we're going to be here for you through college, all this stuff. Next thing, I'm back outside. Then I get called back in. And then it's like, oh, hey, we're going to move to Payson next summer. But it's Payson. So you're only an hour away. You can drive up anytime you want. Everything's cool. I was like, sick. That's not not too bad. You you
2: actually get away from it there and properly, like, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so everything was like, cool. And then 18th birthday came along and, uh me and my dad got in a huge fight the night of my 18th birthday. It was like 10:30 at night or something like that. I walked back over to my to my grandparents afterwards and uh I jokingly went to say like oh, storms are brewing outside cuz it was getting all windy and like stormy and stuff. Yeah. Right. And uh I walk inside and my grandma's like just bawling her eyes out on the couch. I'm like, "What?" is going on yeah and then my my aunt she's also bawling. she just she's like we're leaving you and then like they were like yeah next week we're moving to ohio fuck and so they they were going to leave that friday and that thursday i was i I went to take my grandparents out to dinner and my dad called us and said he started throwing up blood so my dad had quit drinking cold Turkey that Wednesday or whatever. Right. And he created a ulcer his in his stomach. Did not like it. Yeah. yeah. Created yeah. an ulcer. And so they, we dropped my girlfriend back off at the house and she drove home and me and my grandpa and my grandma drove up to the hospital and my dad rejected us and said that he didn't want to see us. Didn't want anything to do with us. Said that it was our fault. A bunch wow. of other bullshit. And uh, so I went home and my grandparents then left that following Friday. and damn, then it was man. up to me, the eighteen year old grandson, to sell two houses.
2: Man. damn and
1: so, Wow. yeah, they put me in touch with the uh the different like they put you in charge of selling the houses. Yeah, I mean, like kind of like they they had they had gotten the realtor and everything to but like, facilitate it. I had to like make sure all the houses were like super clean yeah. while I was getting ready to go to school and like everything on the planet. Like it was just like damn fucking crazy. Man, and it's it's
2: like, so it's like, Oh, Hey, you know that super rough time you've been having. Here's, here's a whole fuckload of responsibility on top of all. Yeah. That. And yeah. that's yeah. when
1: I was like, Oh, my stomach hurts really bad. Oh, and that's when the the hypochondrius just started. And so my band was playing a show and I lifted an amp, like loading into the venue, and I had to pee really bad before the show started. I lifted this amp, and this backflow of urine caused a bunch of cysts oh, along shit. the inside of, like, my your body, your yeah. body, uh, to which created these lumps. To which I then thought that I had testicular cancer. And I stopped eating for like four days oh, man. <laughs> and then took myself to the hospital. Finally, the just keep yeah. coming kids. Dude, yeah. So and what do you do
0: when, when, when you're in it that deep? Like what? Well, this yeah, was like, like this like, was like the having,
1: first time I having, ever dealt Having
2: with it. shit on top of shit on top of shit. Yeah. Like it, and that's did you where, just like bottle it and like ignore it or?
1: No, okay. not necessarily. Okay. Um, I was a really fucking angry person oh, okay so like, it just came out in aggression I don't necessarily think it came out as aggression like I, I wasn't like that angry about like I was angry but not like I'm just gonna fucking you lash were like in a everybody.
2: perpetually salty mood though yeah, yeah
1: yeah it was like that that short Fuse became even shorter. like always annoyed no matter what was yeah. going on, yeah. yeah just because yeah. I had so much shit to deal with, yeah, you know? right. And that's what started the whole thing. So I went from having, you know, what I thought to be testicular cancer to then I thought I had appendicitis to then I thought I had like a weird like narrowing of my like spine nerve thing in my neck to where I was like losing feeling to my left arm to then like everything just built yeah. up and built up until yeah. finally it got to my chest. And then I was like, I'm having chest pains. I can't breathe. Oh, I'm having a heart attack. And that's right. when like I started having that's crazy when, panic. Yeah. And then that's when it all started up. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. That was a really long story. But like That's okay. That's that's Apologies. like the the biggest kind of bit of like So through all
2: of that. Of like shit, how you've had to deal with Yeah. 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 Through yeah. all of
1: that, like coping's been very interesting because like I was gonna like I said, with my dad being so addicted to alcohol and cigarettes and my grandma his mom was severely addicted to opioids and oh and like she's had numerous surgeries doctors prescribed her the oxy and valium and oh, all yeah. these just high high painkillers yeah and right. all this shit and so she was like a zombie and like couldn't couldn't sit and have a like a conversation like me telling a quarter of the story she would have been asleep like five minutes into yeah it. right and like so yeah, I I refused medication, and then it got to the point where I was having like a panic attack for three weeks. I couldn't get out of it, yeah. and then my mom was like, "Fuck you! You're gonna go on medication." <laughs> yeah, hey dumbass, go get checked out. Yeah, again,
0: so, and like get a certain point, like Alex was saying, it's just like when you're sick, you take medicine, and it's a
2: sickness that you take medicine for. Like yeah
1: yeah See, it's like just one got, of those if
2: things you got a flu or you've got like some kind of like if you got like an ear infection or something then you take antibiotics for it blah 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 and it's it's the same concept
1: it's just one of those things now i think we live in this day and age where you hear so much about these kids that are just like addicted to xanax and yeah. these like anti like anti-anxiety well it's
2: almost become like a like a perverse subculture at this point yeah like especially in the music industry too. i was just gonna say yeah.
1: like like a lot of these like Younger like hip-hop artists like people like Lil Xan or I don't
2: I don't know. you mean that goblin with face tattoos? Sorry, <laughs> no, just like if you're listening you really Peep, feel John, If you're Lil listening, come fight example, me on the podcast think, because
1: that dude was very he was like a really really intelligent musician mm-hmm. but like he was there was so many things whether it be like anti-anxiety medicines or opioids or whatever it may be like so many of these young kids are just like being prescribed or like taking medicine from other people yeah and like like my aunt and she meant this in the in the most like sincere way and not like as a way for me to just like get fucked up but like we were i started having a panic attack while we were like seeing a movie when i was in ohio and she was like do you hear like i have a xanax like take this yeah i was like no <laughs> yeah, you know, like I was having a panic attack like three months ago, and my dad like handed me a beer and was like, "Drink this, you'll feel better." Yeah, I'm like, like "Fuck yeah, yeah. you, dude! I'm not drinking."
2: Right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, it was here following your old man's footsteps. Yeah, dude. When yeah. I told
1: him like that, we've been going out to that like cocktail bar. He's like, man, I don't know why you're drinking like froofy drinks. You need to just pound your brewskis like your oh, hillbilly roots. yeah. I was like, uh-huh. are you fucking kidding yeah. me, <laughs> uh-huh. Anyways, yeah. Sorry. I feel there's, personally
0: attacked. <laughs> there's there's a, just
1: a very large like, like, sorry for the long story, but I think it's. You're good. It's like some backstory to like the whole panic thing. It's important to. Well,
2: yeah. It, well, yeah. And it, it's part of
1: how you've developed like ways to handle things yeah man and now it's so different you know like
0: i think there's things that like there's definitely things we can do every day um that kind of like lessen the impact of those negative things and i think that's kind of like that's another big part of coping and that's that's more of like the healthy side of it it's just like finding your little like your moment every day to just like have positivity yeah Um, for me it's kind of like the opposite, and I, I feel like you and I Shay, have been talking a lot this episode. Ironically, the episode we have a guest on. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, I'm so Alex sorry, ahead. Alex. Yeah. I,
2: no, you're you just—you've just been saying this so nice and quietly, just like waiting for us and to just finish so talking. So you guys
4: know, I've been like shaking my head.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: Oh yeah, that's there. why I, mm, in the yeah, mic, because yeah. yeah. people can't hear me nodding. Yeah, so I sh-
2: oh yeah. So I have mm.
4: been participating visually, yeah. but yeah. this is a podcast. Again, again,
2: feel free to 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 tell us to shut up. And 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 and, you know talk over us. Well, I actually sorry, Matt. I know
1: you were like going into it as well, but I I kind of I'm I'm super interested to hear like your story behind it as well, right? Like because with my dad and stuff, I think it's it's got I could I could learn something, yeah. You know, but I know Matt, you were saying something.
0: No, actually, I just kind of wanted to invite Alex to, yeah. If you're ready, take the floor. If you want to tell your story and tell you know tell us how. How things have gone in your life and how you work with them and
4: yeah for sure um so my family life i have an amazing family um i'm super close with my parents they're both still married and amazing strong people um and i have uh, i'm the youngest of much older siblings so i'm the baby um i have like the closest sibling to me is like over 10 years difference. Oh, so, oh, man. um,
2: you're really the baby. Yeah, of the I'm seriously, then, I'm huh? the
4: only one between my parents. They were both married previously. Okay. And oh, had kids. okay. So that okay. kind of explains yeah, it. But that, that does make sense. Then. With that being said, um, everyone has issues. My yeah. parents included, even though I like to see them as perfect, they're not. Um, yeah. and so I was kind of raised in a family where it was really difficult to talk about emotions Mm-hmm. Um, because I struggled, which I know we were gonna give people a warning about. Oh, like,
2: we'll just edit it in post. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, we, we we like sorry
0: record that. Shay, can post. you uh can you add that in post? Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Here's your sign. Um. <laughs> All right.
4: So I, the first thing that I struggled with as an addiction was self harm. Um, I am a very anxious person, but my anxiety. Comes through as panic attacks, but I'm angry, so I'm extremely aggressive. And um, the only way that I felt like I could release that energy, I guess I would say that negative energy that's like you can legitimately feel it flowing through your veins, was by um, like by cutting. And um, that is still, I still struggle even until this day about finding ways to feel pain whether that be like exercising too hard or being super hungry or like there's still ways that i find like i try to do that so that's still something i'm working through and like i'm honestly prepared to work through that for the rest of my life and um
2: that's good because it's 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 it's, that shit's a constant like struggle yeah It's it's unfortunate to say that that it's 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 hard to find anyone who's just like been able to fix it and just been like, Oh, all right, I'm good. Yeah. You know? But
4: with that being said, I have found some ways that have lessened the impact. Yeah. There. Um and, and and like so the big things for me is I'm like, you know, when you shake a bottle of soda, it like builds up and then you open it and it explodes. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's me. okay, um, okay so sure. and I like mutilate relationships because of that because I want to hurt people it's my motive I get into this groove where I'm just like you know what just
2: like vindictive and
4: I'm yeah. yeah and and what's horrible about that is well it's not horrible it's just the downside of that is I'm a person who loves people and I'm a person who's like, I'm, I'm very positive. I'm very bubbly. Like, in fact, my team was laughing at me today because they're like, no, you're so bubbly. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a big bubble. Um, so, but when I get into those moods, I'm not, I'm, yeah,
1: I think you, you had mentioned at, at the, the fall festival. Yeah. You're like, you're, you're introverted with an extroverted like confidence Mm. like you're outwardly confident but you would much rather just kind of like deal with stuff yourself
4: yeah yeah so being an inward processor
1: that's interesting that's that's so relatable
4: yeah because and i also feel like so my career is a very pastoral role Mm -hmm. um so i have to be extroverted yeah um and with that being said I'm extroverted in a way where like I act (laughs) extroverted. Therefore my introvert tank gets drained so much quicker. So at the end of a Sunday, you know, when I've been working all morning, you know, I have to go home and sleep because I'm just drained and I can't function. Um, So, but I'd like to kind of go back because I talk in like major tangents um, and I'm trying to not do that here.
1: I just did. Um, This whole
2: podcast is us talking in tangents for an hour and a half a week. Oh, Cool. You, you listened to the first episode.
4: But um, I want to share two things that have changed my life. In, okay, three things that have changed my life in the most amazing way. And I want to add, like I told you, I'm 26. And these things have been added to my life within the last six months. <laughs> All right, so nice. if you better, better late than never. Um, so it, like I said, process. Um, right, yeah. But for me, I, instead of word vomiting all over people, I word vomit all over a journal. So when I'm super mad and I don't know about what, um, because that's something that happens to me is, is my anger isn't specific anger towards a situation or towards a person it's a feeling it's an emotion yeah
1: no I, I can relate yeah. to that I mean yeah. that's that's another thing with like anxiety is you don't have to have a trigger yeah it could just be super free floating yeah. and you know you're, ironically you're just, what my trigger is or just or yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah yeah, no, absolutely.
0: Like my it could trigger, just be like a drip that eventually fills a sink. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah.
4: terrible, like shaking the bottle of soda and you open yeah. it, and you're like, "Here, do you want to hear what's wrong? Let me tell you. yeah. <laughs> um, and, I'm and just, just waiting like, for
2: somebody to give me an opening.
4: yeah. and like when a pet when one of my pet peeves is when someone's like, What's wrong? And I say, I don't know. And they're like, well, something has to be wrong. And I'm like,
2: no. (laughs) Fucker, no, it doesn't. I have no idea why I'm I'm feeling this way. way. I'm
4: going to tell you that it's your face.
1: Yeah. No, (laughs) I I totally (laughs) agree with that. Like 100% relate to that.
4: So I journal and um, they make no sense. And they're not for anybody but me and God. Um, because I, when I get into those states, um, I'll be completely honest, I'm extremely spiritual, so a lot of my journey I'm going to share about my faith.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, Hell yeah.
4: I, I don't pray well when I'm in those states because mm-hmm. a lot of my anger is on God for making me this way. Gotcha. Um, and like, why would he give me the purpose of being in a pastoral role if I was going to be so unstable? Mm-hmm. So I get really angry at him, therefore I kind of go to my journal and I just write everything down whether that be in just single words whether that be in sentences whether that's just me drawing a picture whatever it is i fill it up and then i go to sleep
1: just out of curiosity do you like date these entries i do okay
4: yeah i kind of have a process
1: yeah i mean like i just started i just started journaling actually like a week ago Mm -hmm. um no i think i've literally added one instance um and it's what oddly enough it's what sparked this kind of new like musical endeavor that i've started like with this song and stuff that's kind of become a little bit of my journal mm-hmm. um it just started out as like a i i had a like shit night and so i just like wrote down like how like i felt for that one moment but wow. i dated it you know and like so i was just i was just curious like i don't know if if you date these things so that you can kind of look at your journey or if or if you oh for just sure let it be kind of yeah anonymous. do you like often like look back on entries mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely,
4: okay. absolutely, because I'm sure as everyone can relate, when you're feeling those feelings, it's the only thing you can see. And as I've began to document that, as I begin to write that down on a piece of paper, when I start to get into that, I can only see one way and that's it. I can go back and be like, hey, remember when you were feeling this way? Well, you woke up.
2: Yeah, yeah.
4: You woke up and you took a breath and you had a new day.
2: And then look at all the stuff that's happened since then. Yeah. Like my
4: life has been completely transformed by the fact that I no longer let every single thing I think be a fact.
1: That's awesome. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
4: It's just a thought. It
2: doesn't all get
1: to you. So I
4: think it and I let it go. Is
1: this something that you've also picked up like on your own or did you go through like therapy? Yeah,
4: I've definitely gone through therapy. Um, And I actually one of the biggest things for me is my therapist was amazing and like taught me that my thoughts were not wrong. Yeah, I had to get permission to like think. Yeah, I'm a thinker. I love to think I will sit. Shay calls me out on it at work all the time. I'll just everyone will be having a conversation and I'll just be staring off into space. (laughs) Literally for well, minutes. I mean
1: like that. I very much relate to that. I, as John was talking earlier, I noticed that I was doing it too because I was just, I was definitely listening to what you were saying, but I also had a lot of thoughts as like to what I was going to be picking yeah. up next and just like. Well,
2: yeah, like especially with, or at least with me with like getting into the whole podcast setting, I'll just like pick a point on the wall and I'll just stare at it mm-hmm. and I'm genuinely listening to what everyone's saying and I'll add to it, but I'm just, I won't like make eye contact with who I'm talking to. I'll just like, yeah. Look, just because you're focusing, uh, For I sure. think
1: a lot of people that disassociate, like I think, uh, or dissociate. I'm sorry, um, but like, <laughs> you're good. yeah, I don't. Whatever. <laughs> There's a song by Thousand Below called Disaso- uh, "Disassociate," and so now, like, anytime I think of dissociation, I think of that song. Anyways, um, I think Tangent. a lot of people need to understand that, like, just because you're like dissociating and you're kind of zoned out and you're having these like long trains of thoughts, it's not, uh, it's not like a direct like attack to the person that you're with no. like you're not like yeah. you're not like zoning out because they're boring you yeah. right. like you're actually like so into the conversation yeah. or into the moment that you're just like overwhelmed by like lots like, of things to say you just visual
0: stimulus so yeah. you can like
1: <laughs> yeah I think that's what a lot of people need to understand because like I have. brains have capacities y'all yeah yeah you, you're
2: just like you're channeling your eye energy to your ears and your brain so you can pay attention to what's yeah. being
1: said yeah sorry anyways no um, you're
4: good and and like for me i'm actually having so many realizations about my life and myself through this conversation it's like that's what this is about welcome or to the show um <laughs> but like i I don't know how exactly to say this because I haven't practiced it, so just forgive me. Um, but No,
2: this is not a space for practice.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but it is. We like expect, like, boom,
2: hit it. Unrivaled professionalism, okay? Um, Gosh.
4: Is I, one of the things, one of the consequences of my unhealthy anger, um, like I said, was, like, a lot of broken relationships, you know, and i learned and became perfect at having unhealthy relationships mm-hmm. because i feel inside that i am such a bad person it's because just, yeah. of my anger that therefore i have to prove that yeah and i have to like yeah. push the people away so hard but inside i'm like no don't yeah. leave me but they always do
0: it's almost like um you know you kind of like you label yourself a certain way. Yeah. And then you live up to that expectation. Yeah. you're like, no, I'm a bad person. This person does not deserve to go through like being yeah. with me. Or,
2: or you don't deserve to have that person around. So, you so I'm going to show them how bad with. I am.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so that maybe they'll get some, like they'll wise up and run away. And I think,
2: like Matt, why are you talking about my ex?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I
2: mean,
4: <laughs> and then when they do, you know what I say? Literally, do you want to know what I say to them?
2: What, what did you say to
3: them?
4: Told you so. Yeah,
2: oh, yeah. I told oh, you. I warned of course you, do. you. Oh, and then man.
4: and then you're left there, being like, why? What
2: am I doing? What
4: did what? But I'm honestly like so glad that that happened. Right. Because as I grow, I begin to realize who this is actually something I wanted to talk about who my safe people are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and those people weren't safe for me because if mm-hmm. I had to feel like I needed to do that, they weren't safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether that be a friend, a family member, a, a romantic relationship, any kind of thing, teacher, like whatever. Mm. Um, I've learned what I need as a person t- to be safe. Mm-hmm. And my mental health got so bad um, recently, very recently. And um, within the last, couple of months um, to where I thought multiple times I was commuting back and forth from Phoenix to Tucson and I can't tell you how many times I almost drove my car off the road because I was done. Yeah. Like I was so done with myself that yeah. I was just done and I thought about it and those thoughts became my comfort and then it's, somehow it's, I found myself at home.
1: It's almost liberating.
4: Yeah. It's like I could be done and like I just shut down and for some somehow you know I just kept being honest with my mom about how I was doing, you know, I would just call her and be like, you know what, I am so sad. Mm -hmm. And when I started to talk about that is when I started to get better, Mm -hmm. you know? And one of the things is like, you know, like there's a a fire alarm for a reason. It goes off when you're in danger, right? Right. Like when you need to get out. And my alarm was going off. I felt so unsafe. And so my recent word, my recent thought process has been like, where am I safe? Yeah. Mm. And I run towards that. And that's a healthy Copenh- co- 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 <laughs> It's a Cope mechanism. A healthy Copenhagen. Copenhagen. A co- yeah. It's a Copenhagen.
2: Copenhagen.
0: <laughs> Copenhagen's <laughs> giving us money.
2: Copenhagen sponsor. Shout out to the anybody listening from Copenhagen. Yeah.
0: That's like um, one of my
4: healthy coping mechanisms is is finding healthy things and healthy people. Because that's what I want to surround myself that's awesome. with. You know, and right. like oh, I yeah. immediately like I will tell you one of my gifts is being able to read people right away because I'm like, do I want to know you or do I not? Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You immediately yeah. really suss out whether you want to Yeah. yeah. And if I don't yeah. want to know
4: them, there's no reason to. And like I'm always nice to everybody, but there's just some people I'm like, I have no reason yeah. with you.
0: Yeah, that's that's super interesting, like how you mentioned like like the the concept of an alarm. Um because I think there's just like something very like visceral about danger that your entire body reacts to it.
1: Oh, yeah. Dude, that's totally. literally like the physical representation of anxiety. Yeah. Like anytime that I've gone through therapy and stuff, it's like you, you live your life with this. You have like, like you said, a fire alarm. Yeah. Like, and once you're triggered, like you have that triggered, you know, emotion or whatever it may be, then you're like kicked into this. It's adrenaline. It's fight you or, take flight. or flight. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, and once, once you get to that point, like you were saying, Alex, like once you get to that point that you're almost living in that and to where it's like a comfort zone, almost Mm -hmm. like that's where it gets really hard to be able to tell, like, is this a fight or flight or is this my life? Like, is this my personality? And I think, I don't know, as of lately, especially for myself uh, through this, through this thing that I'm you know working on, it's just very much like a, Uh, like your your emotions aren't necessarily exactly who you are so Mm. don't feel like you have to live your life that way yeah right
4: in fact I think our emotions are what often lie to us most
1: yeah 100%
4: yeah and I'm an emotional person like I think with my emotions Mm -hmm. I feel with my emotions (laughs) I live with my emotions same yeah
0: yeah and and I think it's super important to be in touch with them too but um, you know uh, emotions inform us you know, specifically, like, like when you don't know what you know, when you don't have hard facts and knowledge, emotion fills that gap on how you interact with people, on how you interact with, like, environments. Yeah, You know, sure. does Absolutely. this place scare me? Does this place make me well, feel yeah. good? Does, um, you know, does it, the lighting in here, like, <laughs> feel welcoming? You know, plays, there's, there's yeah. a whole... There's a whole industry <laughs> that well, revolves mean, around. The, it
2: plays on our on our like caveman brain of like, yeah, am I safe here? Yeah, it's
1: literally so primitive. the whole yeah. The whole concept of of this fight or flight response or like yeah. the whole thing, you it's know, like, wait, whether-
2: hey, can I take this on and maybe get some food or do I run away? Literally, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: but yeah. So I think and it's-
0: and I like like what you were telling me about um, because especially when when you have suicidal thoughts it seems like i think a lot of us go through that and we come out the other side and we're just like i have no idea how i survived and i think like you talking with your mother and just like being open and honest with with her and stuff is a great way of just like keeping the lid off of the soda
2: so it doesn't get all shaken up you know and uh well, it, it's 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 always like so cliche sounding and, and like always said, but like it's such a great little help to just be able to. Go to someone and be like, yeah. "Hey, I need to talk for a minute yeah. and just vent all your BS." And people or even think if it's that, about nothing, yeah.
4: Even if you just like joke you, even around you, even about, you just
2: need just anything. some some human interaction. Yeah, Seriously. just to just to just to level yourself out. It's There's amazing. Um, for sure. There's yeah. just like this go stigma talk to people, that guys. you don't have to your talk shit. to
0: a therapist when something's wrong. No, or, you know, like no, you don't. You don't even have to talk about what's wrong when something's wrong. Just like yeah if you interact alex goes, <laughs> alex goes
1: just talks so yeah she wasn't, on the, she wasn't on the mic so i just Sorry. thought i would let yeah. you know no, but
0: <laughs> no yeah it's and it's just so like uh there's a comedian that talks about it a little bit and it just like it hits it hits my brain in just the right way um his name's kyle canane and he's talking about um yes, he's talking about guy. therapy and how therapy is just like The way where he comes from the way it's viewed versus like where he moved to how like people casually mention it and he says um he says something about he's like so many people go to the therapist because it's a stranger and uh and there's no judgment and he says well you know you can talk to me about anything and He's like, my friend said, Oh, you know, I just I like to go because it's a stranger and there's no judgment. It's two hundred dollars an hour and there's no judgment. And he goes, You can buy me a burrito and I'll <laughs> listen to your bullshit all day long. Like I don't want that's, that's
1: anything. literally I think like a large part of our relationship. He's yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, Hey, you wanna
2: go to Bosa? Yeah. <laughs> I'm buying. Oh, listen dude. to
1: me in the car for a
2: few minutes. Yeah.
4: I heard this, um, I I've I've said se- oh, it's so good um so i heard this (laughs) i just i have to sit up sorry i have to sit up to tell this just so you can visually see my she's getting really Um, listen so listen um i heard this quote uh two weekends ago and um i it just clicked with me and literally like, I keep saying, changed my life. Like, listen, I've been going through some major life I think change. I know
1: exactly which quote it is. Yeah.
4: So, uh-oh. I'm speaking about emotions and how they kind of rule my life. Um, there's this quote, and it just like, I almost had to stand up in the church.
3: <laughs> I was yeah. Like,
4: Amen, Pastor. <laughs> Hold um, but I was like, the pastor said, the healthiest emotion that you can have is gratitude. And to me, gratitude has always been an action. It's always been like something that you do. You make a gratitude list, you say thank you, you do these things, but I've never thought about it as like an emotion. And ever since that, like literally the only thing I ever feel, and this could be my antidepressants, oh. is, um, <laughs> is, <laughs> that's is story gratitude. That's we haven't told yet. <laughs> like I'm so grateful for everything. And like it's changed my way of thinking and I think that's w- one of the first steps in coping is taking a step back from my situation and saying, what am I grateful for? And it sounds so cliche.
1: No, dude, you're 100%. No, that, yeah. We that, actually had this conversation last week a little bit too. Yeah, cool. that's
0: actually a huge part of like my own mental well-being too is uh, just like practicing thankfulness. Yeah. Not even necessarily like expressing it to other people, but just like admitting to yourself that... Like, there are things that are out of your control that have, like, come
2: to you that are good. Yeah. And yeah, just, like... It it, it it helps you get out of the... out. Of, sorry. <laughs> it helps you get out of that everything
0: is awful, nothing's yeah. good mentality. Like, when I'm in a self-pity mode, it just... It, it, it really helps me pull yeah, out of that. Yeah, absolutely. I was
1: actually going to ask you. So, being that we work at the church and stuff spiritually, yeah. um like, I find myself especially when I was having this last really recent bit of bad anxiety.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, like you said, you don't like pray well through it. Yeah. I'm not, I don't feel like I ever pray well just because I'm not active with prayer. Like I don't pray every day. Like I don't, which I definitely should, but like, you know, like it's something that like I, because I'm also just new to my faith, but like, I when find it I,
0: really interesting that you mentioned that you should.
1: Yeah,
0: I just feel like you should pray when you feel like you should, when you need to pray. Yeah, if you want I to mean,
1: more. yeah, no, definitely. I think there's it's, it's it's no rule. Shame.
2: It's also such an open concept too because. Um, sorry, I'm totally no, gonna do No. You no. Off Go for ahead. A second. Yeah.
1: John, you talk the least this episode. Yeah. I'm a
2: listener. I feel like I talk too much sometimes. <laughs> I'm, a I'm a listener. listener. <laughs> You're,
1: I'm I, a flower. I'm
2: making a okay. shirt for this episode. I'm a listener. Says, I it's, it's, well, it's gotta gotta be oh, like bold italics on the Canva. listener. Code. Yeah, no, but. Uh, um, well, you'd mentioned like with praying and stuff that's also such an open concept too of like what it all that means because like when when growing up it was very much the like all right, well before you go to bed before meals, you know whatever yeah. something great happens or whatever. sorry, just some backstory to john
1: John he's he was oh, raised yeah. Catholic
2: yeah I, I was I was brought up Catholic with all of that professional Catholic guilt. Yeah. there's not just um, prayers, there's scripts, oh yeah, no there's there's scripts, there's psalms, there's there's beatitudes and all that stuff, yeah. Um, but so it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, before every meal, when you go to bed, when you wake up, yada, yada. And so that's what I thought prayer was when when I was growing up. I didn't think it was anything other than that. Mm -hmm. But then I got to high school and I think I might've mentioned this theology teacher in the past. Actually, I don't don't know if I mentioned him on the podcast or not.
1: I think we had a conversation. Yeah, we
2: did. We did. We didn't talk about it on the show. I had a theology teacher my senior year. No, my junior year, my junior year. Uh Uh-huh um man i forgot his name i wish i could shout him out but uh he like taught us and explained to us that that's not what it has to be it doesn't have to be this big formal event right it can just be you like having a conversation to the open air every now and then Yeah, like when and that's literally just what i've made it and even even if like because i know
0: you know some of our listeners aren't aren't gonna be religious yeah you know we're all three of us Happen to be spiritual people, um, all four, of us. Oh, four but, of us. Yeah, I'm sorry. The three, three chopped liver the core over here three and, okay. our guest. and our guests and our guests. Yeah. we're all very, we're all very. Um, I don't know if we're very spiritual people. I don't know if I'm a very spiritual person because sometimes that side of my it's, life. We're, it's at almost like like a, we're at least a, like we're at least
2: like baseline. Yeah, I was gonna say it's yeah. it's
1: almost like a spectrum. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. To where you um, can kind of go in and out.
0: And of like it. if if you're on the opposite end of the spectrum of that, like no judgment here. Like oh yeah, it. but. These these concepts that go into prayer. They're universal. They're, they're they're a lot of it has to do with mindfulness. Like I just read this whole thing about how mindfulness is like this really popular coping mechanism right now and people are taking classes on it and people are using yeah. apps for it. Yeah. And people are practicing this so. thing that started In Buddhism. Yeah,
1: I was just going to say it. You literally are reading my mind. I'm here for it. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) dude, literally. So there's like a a very large stigma, especially right now. I don't know why we keep using stigma, but there's a very active culture right now of people that are, are using meditation as a way to... Oh, to yeah. To that's blown it, like, up over to, the past like, yeah. year. Yeah. Literally within the past year, there's been a lot of like guided meditation apps and so many things. And, yeah. And, and like this was an Easter. It's almost practice. like we all need to chill Dude. the fuck out or something. Yeah. <laughs> shout out. No
0: shout out to um, wise You can find this video on YouTube. Um, just check it out on YouTube. It's called mindfulness deep or dumb. And it's just, like, this little 12-minute video, and it really just, like, lit my Christmas tree this morning uh, when I was listening <laughs> yes, to it. Yes,
1: I'm so glad that made Matthew, it, it
2: is still October.
1: <laughs> yeah, but no, dude, like, seriously. it like, not even turkey season yet. Come on. <laughs> it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, a very Eastern practice that, honestly, like, was, like you said, it's, like, a Buddhist or, like, Hindu ritual to, like, to almost, like, pray.
2: Yeah. yeah, But like but it's now, just about self. It's yeah. A, yeah. It,
1: well, I mean like it's it's that same kind of open conversation. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and you don't have to have an open conversation with a deity. You can do that. that with yourself.
2: Yeah. I'm getting to that.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. Um anyways, but yeah, I, I was gonna ask you with with prayer and stuff like that, do you find yourself praying and and being not necessarily sorry, I'm like totally like stumbling on my words, but do you find yourself like praying about the things you're grateful for instead of asking for help through what it is that you're dealing with.
4: So, uh, that's a great question. Um, I am in constant communication with God always. Mm. I don't sit down and pray. Um, it's just not something I do. It's not what is natural between my relationship with God and Mm. myself. So I don't do it. Uh, I do it sometimes. I mean, like, yeah, I lead worship. Like I pray every weekend. Like, I mean, come on. But, um, I, I'm in constant communication with God, and I never—I won't say never. Eighty-nine percent of the time, so accurate. Oh, um, eighty-nine percent of the time, I'm always just talking to Him. I very rarely ask Him for anything.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, is it? I'm sorry. I'm no, go right up ahead. Again. Is
2: it almost like? So, with what I was saying, with how that that teacher taught me that stuff. I, I had a moment from from then to and actually just recently um, where I just stopped being religious and it would turn into just me talking to myself. Like I would just have conversations with myself and I would just like talk about stuff and I'd realize that that was just literally just the same exact thing. I'd just taken the spirituality out of it and now that I'm back kind of into it now, it's literally just like you're saying, it's just a constant like open form of communication. Mm-hmm. Just like a, like an unending conversation.
4: Well, I'll give you the perfect example. Yeah. <sighs> I get really excited about this. Um, okay, it's super dumb, so okay. I'm real sorry. But I, the, actually, I'm not going to apologize we're for We're all him. super ah, dumb. It's okay. So yeah. you guys don't know me at all, but I'm a crazy bird lady. I love birds. I have two pet cockatoos. We They're amazing. The um, so God speaks to me through nature a lot, Um, whether that be like a pretty sunset or um, a pretty sunrise. And like, it doesn't matter. There's all kinds of things. And he talks to me through those things, um, which I consider prayer. Uh, But when I was going through my very, very difficult time, when I was just so mad at him, like literally I was like, can't believe I ever gave my life to someone who would just bring me right back to a complete crap situation. Like, I don't understand. And um, I love hawks. Specifically, Harris Hawks. Um, I would like one, okay. but you have to feed the mice. So, it be what? Sure, you have to feed the mice. You can't. oh, okay. except I keep telling people that I could totally have a vegetarian hawk. i do
2: not think sure. that would work.
4: Um, anyways, <laughs> I'm going off on a I don't tangent know if mother about birds. Okay but, with that? Um, so I'm not kidding you. Like five times a day, I there would be a hawk that would like swoop down near me or like. Fly past my window, and then even like a baby hawk was living outside my apartment.
3: Really? Yes. Aww.
4: Yes. Yes. I got to like get to know him, and then he flew off. That's yeah, adorable. Life. Aww. um That's but so cute. anyways, I finally realized I was he's like
3: still
0: out there swooping mice. <laughs> yep, he's just
4: doing his little life. Um, well, big life. But um, I realized something is that I recently got this love for hawks, and then I am seeing them everywhere. And that was God being like, "Listen, I get you're mad, but I'm right here."
1: Yeah, I think that's actually that's, that's kind great. A lightening, that, you know. So yeah, I, the the closest thing that I had to something like that was um, I was driving home from work in Scottsdale with Matt. Um, Boom. And I, uh, I, it was right after I lost my grandpa. And right before he died, we were in the hospital with him and I was playing like, what a beautiful name and it is well, like all the songs that he used to sing and stuff. And it was so cute. My grandpa was just like laying there and he was singing and he was just like raising his hand and was like, he, that's like easily the most like in tune with, with God person I've ever met in my entire life. It was mm-hmm. insane. If you want to hear more about it, I talk about it in the first yeah. like, official episode. Um, I just don't want to take up the time. We can have a conversation about it at work too um but um yeah anyways uh i was driving home from work and i had a shit day like it was just terrible and traffic sucked and i was just like dude what oh yeah because we're like
0: is going on we're coming southbound
1: on the 101 at five, 5 o'clock yeah, or whatever. Like, oh dude man. i was so pissed i, was I like, know this that sucks. drive oh, passenger had talked about like literally make it a part of your daily routine like 15 minutes a day to just listen to like three worship songs and have that moment just shut off whatever it is that's going on in your life put those on and like let it be in tune with god and uh and so i was like all right whatever i'll just play these i'm like i don't know if this shit's true i'm just gonna put it on and so i like put on these songs that i had just played for my grandpa and uh i had swerved into the far right lane and it got me off at McCallops, to which I then took McCallops all the way down to Country Club. No, I'm sorry, McDowell. It took me to McDowell, and I took McDowell all the way down to Country Club, because that's where it ends. And then I made that right turn, and right there, during the big part of it as well, the like bridge section of the like, final course, uh, I drove right past Little Dealer Little Prices, where my grandfather worked for probably... Thirty years until oh, man. he retired. I've seen that right, place, <laughs> right? And yeah, right in the big section where he had like raised his hands, like a couple days before he died. Oh. And so that was a, a big moment for me, where I was like, "What? Is, what just happened?"
0: Talk about timing.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, uh, is this is this a coincidence, or is this exactly what I was looking for? Right. You know,
4: nothing is a coincidence.
1: Yeah,
2: everything is programmed. By the lizard people. (laughs) No. Nothing is true. Everything is. Everything
4: happens the way it's supposed to.
2: Yeah. But anyways, that's.